Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 125. What is premarital counselling all about? Premarital counselling is a form of therapy that allows a couple to explore many issues prior to marriage or partnership. It helps them to build a stronger and healthier relationship. It can help you identify any weaknesses that could become problematic later in the relationship. Research is showing us that having premarital counselling does give a marriage a 30% better chance of success. As couples find they use more effective ways to communicate and have a closer partnership as a result. Why would you decide to have premarital counselling? In some cases, it is a requirement prior to marriage, but sometimes a couple might decide to use this type of counselling to focus on topics related to their relationship prior to making a larger commitment to each other. This doesn't necessarily mean they are entering into a legal marriage, but have decided to commit to one another, move in together and perhaps start a family. Other times, either partner may have been married before, but before deciding to commit fully to another relationship, they have counselling together. They feel this form of counselling will give their new relationship a better start. The types of topics covered usually include sex, how you will deal with disagreements, work or stay-at-home parenting, finances, religious views, whether you have children or not, family and friend relationships, common beliefs and values, individual roles in the relationship, how to communicate better, etc. Premarital counselling has a great benefit in that it helps the couple to communicate better, plus set realistic expectations for the marriage or relationship, and helps them to develop better conflict resolution skills. It helps them to understand that they bring their own childhood experiences, values, belief systems and personal history into the relationship. And this may clash with their partner's own experiences. It also shows them how this may impact upon the relationship, how it doesn't always match with their new partner and how to resolve these differences. Many difficulties, particularly within the first few years of adjusting, can be helped or resolved prior to marriage if couples take the time to plan the relationship as much as they plan their wedding. The benefits and challenges of premarital counselling. Premarital counselling isn't about the counsellor telling the couple how to run their relationship. It isn't about compatibility tests either. If you find the counsellor is doing these things, then stop seeing them. Some couples really are opposites attract. Even though they disagree on something, they can resolve their differences to the benefit of the relationship and their family. Benefits include it builds effective communication between the couple, provides a neutral ground to discuss issues and topics related to the relationship. It helps the couple plan for the future. It will help individuals discover new things about themselves and their partner. The challenges to counselling can include... It may cause anxiety in one partner. This is usually caused because they do not know what to expect from the process or they feel uncomfortable discussing things with a stranger. A good therapist will allay these fears. Some couples or individuals may not like discussing their sex life or money issues. 
Couples who have been together a while may have more ingrained issues, but again, a good therapist can help you work these through. Time may be a factor. Trying to find the time both parties can come together for therapy may be problematic for you. The cost involved can be high too, or it doesn't fit into the budget with everything else that has been or has to be bought for the wedding or new home. The availability of a suitable therapist in your area can be a problem, so you may have to travel, adding to the cost, but counselling may be also be available online. It is important to factor in the cost of counselling to your wedding budget. If you can arrange to have counselling earlier in the engagement, it is better than just before the wedding. As the closer you get to the big day, the busier and more stressed you will both be. Don't skimp on counselling. Find a suitably qualified therapist. Remember, you are investing in your future life together. Also remember that although pastoral counselling is great if you're religious, this is not premarital counselling. There is no harm in doing both. Remember to keep an open mind and be willing to discuss harder topics. More on some topics that can be discussed. The topics that can be discussed in premarital counselling are long and varied. I'm only going to list some of the main ones here. I've also listed some types of questions that can be explored by couples during premarital counselling. You can also use these questions at any time in your relationship or if you're in a relationship that you feel is about to take the next step forward. Handling conflict and how to communicate. Discussions about conflict may not be the thing on a couple's mind, particularly in the honeymoon phase of any relationship. But how we communicate and handle conflict is extremely important. It is a good indicator of how successful the marriage will be. Understanding and knowing how your partner handles conflict and disagreements is important when planning your future together. Questions you might like to use to explore this topic can include 1. How do you handle conflict? Do you aim to resolve it there and then, or do you hold grudges and let these seethe inside you? Two, do you like to wait till the other person has calmed down a little before discussing it through? Three, do you stick your head in the sand and hope it will resolve itself? Four, are you prone to shouting or throwing things? Five, do you use the silent treatment? Six, do you regret things you say in the heat of the moment? Seven, how easy is it for you to apologise? Eight, when will you ask... For help from a therapist if things escalate. 9. How do you communicate your feelings even outside of arguments? Handling stress. Stress is a natural part of life and outside pressures can bring a lot of stress to a marriage. How we handle stress can have a huge impact on ourselves and our relationship. Questions you might like to explore on this topic can include 1. How do you handle stress? 2. How does your partner handle stress? Three, are these compatible with each other? Four, or do you withdraw when you are stressed or while feeling under pressure? Five, are you able to communicate this to your partner? Six, how will this impact your relationship? Handling family finances. This area is one of the biggest and most likely to cause difficulties in any relationship at any stage. Attitudes to debt, spending and differences in income all need to be explored. Finding out your partner has a large debt or likes to spend more than they earn after you're married is not a good way to start off. It is also a highly sensitive topic for people and one they find hard to talk about, especially with strangers. Being honest here is the only policy and not just with another, but with yourself also. Questions you might like to use to explore this topic can include 1. How do you like to spend your income? 2. How will you pay family bills together? 
3. Who will be responsible for what? 4. What happens if one of you loses your job? 5. Do you have a large debt, student loan, gambling issues? 6. Will you have one joint account or one account for household bills and then two separate accounts for personal spending? 7. What kinds of lifestyle will you have or what kind of lifestyle do you desire? 8. Is any of that compatible with how your partner sees their lifestyle? 9. How did your parents handle money? 10. Do you have any money blocks you need to work on? These are just some of the questions to get you started. There are plenty more you need to answer on this topic. Family planning. Questions you might like to use to explore this topic can be 1. Do you want children or not? If you do, how many? 2. Where will they live and go to school? 3. What if you can't have children? 4. Will you look at possible alternatives such as surrogacy, in vitro or adopting? Or does this go against your personal or religious beliefs and values? 5. Will one parent become a stay-at-home parent? 6. How will children be disciplined? Lots of questions and answers need to be explored here. And some of the above I've just stated are only the start on this topic. Where will you live and other family decisions? Again, questions you might like to explore on this topic can include 1. You need to explore how you will make decisions together for the most part, but what happens if one partner isn't available? 2. Are there any topics that you both have to be there to decide together? 3. Where will you live? In a city? An apartment? Or will you want a smaller town, village or country lifestyle? 4. What happens if one of you has to have the last say? This is a red flag issue and should be addressed before marriage. 5. How will you handle decisions where you both strongly disagree with each other? You cannot account for every possible event, but having a working guideline will help you resolve decisions and arguments more quickly. Attitudes to work. Understanding you and your partner's attitude to work or career is important. Questions that you can use here could be 1. Are they workaholics? 2. Are they ambitious? Will this impact how much they will be involved with you or the family? 3. Will you have to move around a lot because of their work? 4. How do you feel about this? 5. Will you or your partner give up work if you have children? 6. What happens if either of you decide to switch jobs or career paths, go back to university? 7. What expectations do you have regarding support from your partner about your career? 8. How does work affect the amount of time you spend together? What if one of you loses their job? 9. What if one partner earns more than the other? What implications does this have on your relationship or would have if it started to happen? Attitudes towards sex. Few couples spend time discussing their sex lives, their needs, wants, expectations, desires in an open and honest way. This may lead to frustration and dissatisfaction with your partner. Sex plays a huge role in any relationship. It can be used as a weapon against the other partner or as a means of saying how upset or dissatisfied one partner is about another area of the relationship. Questions you might like to explore here are 1. What are your sexual needs, wants and desires? 2. Are they compatible with your partners? 3. What if there is a large difference in here? How will you handle it? Four, what happens if one partner is ill or stressed and loses interest in sex? Five, how important is sex to your relationship? Six, how do you feel about pornography? 
having an open marriage? What sexual acts are off the table? Seven, do you both agree about these topics? This might be uncomfortable for you both to discuss, but being honest and open about this topic will have a huge impact on your relationship. Beliefs and values, including religion. These are the fundamentals of who you are and what you want, need and believe in life. Questions on this topic might include 1. What are your core values and beliefs? 2. Are they the same as your partner? 3. Do you have the same religious beliefs? 4. Do you want your children to be brought up having specific values, beliefs, including religious ones? 5. Does your partner agree with this? 6. What are your boundaries? 7. What are red flags for you? 8. Are these the same as your partner's? Family and friends. It is important to have a support system, but it does need to be positive for both of you. There is nothing worse than a negative, nosy, bossy-in-law or friend telling you how you should run your marriage and your family. Questions you might like to explore on this topic can include 1. How do you feel about your partner's family? 2. How close are they? 3. Does this differ from your own family? 4. Do you mind if your partner discusses your marriage or family with their parents or close family or friends? 5. Are there friends or family members you don't like? 6. What happens if either parents become ill? Who will look after them? 7. Is there any expectation that as they grow older, parents will move in with you and your family? 8. What about previous partners and children? 9. Are you comfortable if your partner is still friends with an ex, still communicates with them even if they have no children? 10. What if you are becoming a step-parent to children from your partner's relationship? Who disciplines these children? Who's responsible for them? These are questions best discussed prior to marriage. Having personal space. Although marriage is a partnership, you will still need your personal space at times. Questions here might include 1. How do you want to spend this time? 2. Does your partner understand your need to have personal space? 3. How did your parents handle personal space? How was it modelled for you, in other words? Understanding and respecting the other partner's need for personal time is important. Being able to communicate about this effectively is very important as it can cause problems in the relationship. Without this understanding, one partner may feel smothered, lonely, rejected or resentful. The topics I've just listed and some of the questions are not all inclusive, so please be aware of that. If you feel you need the help of a therapist, then please reach out for one that is qualified to work with couples. Work with me. Remember, you are allowed to ask for support. No one is an island. If you need extra support, then you can also work with me. We all struggle with stress and overwhelm from time to time. If you find this has become a problem for you and you'd like some support, then schedule an appointment with me. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post and I'll place a link to it in the description below. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.deborahbrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DV Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 